Welcome to Transcendence Cinema. Welcome to Transcendence Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, and with me is... Victor Martin. And uh, we are going to be talking about the movie Flatliners. Uh, Victor, what did you think about Flatliners? Because this is a movie I suggested. You know what? I uh, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> did you? I'm kind of glad to hear that because this is not the room, the movie that I remember it being. <laughs> I yeah, I mean, yeah, I haven't seen it before. I just have like a soft spot for like '90s films, and oh, yeah. it's not really a decade that I was much a part of. I was born in '96, so I don't really mm-hmm. have much, you know many memories with that decade obviously right. and um but something about i don't know first of all they actually looked like movies which helps um like they looked like they were, you know sometimes these days movies just look flat digital and looks like there's nothing oh i see what you're saying yeah them. yeah yeah 100 percent. actually looks like a film and mm-hmm. um i think it helps with joel schumacher's um direction and he, there's a lot of color in this, a lot of really cool set designs, um, a lot of personality, mm-hmm. which um, for something that is sort of a horror movie um, was really cool to see. Some of those like bizarre, like surrealist colors come out. And uh, um, oh, definitely. Yeah, he went crazy with the lighting. <laughs> he did. Yeah, unnecessarily <laughs> so. But like it really was awesome. Yeah, um, I enjoyed it, too. I heard some reviews where they're like, ah, oh, he overdid it with the light. And I'm like, eh, I didn't think so, but no. to each their own. It's, it's kind of theatric. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know. I think, I, I think it adds, I think it adds a lot to it more than like a hindrance or an annoyance. It's like, I just, I, I appreciate when there's some sort of personality <laughs> to the filmmaking or some sort of like, Ooh, that was something fell anyway. Um, well, that just broke my train of thought. Sorry, you can start talking. No, you're fine. <laughs> so uh, we are doing Transcendent Cinema, and I wasn't sure what to do with this podcast, but it, it gave me the idea that we'll pick movies that kind of would spark interesting conversations. And you picked a really good one, Altered States, which did uh, talked about drug use and stuff like that, and uh, Altered States, obviously. Um, so I figured I would choose one that had something to do with death. But I watched this movie probably about 15, 16 years ago, and I remember it completely different from what this movie actually is. So, oh, okay. What were you expecting going in then? So, uh, me and my friends used to get really blasted, like high and drunk, and just watch movies. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we watched this one because my friend suggested it. And I remember it being these college students that would flatline, but they did it consistently throughout the movie. They, they kept like uh, testing the, okay. the waters, like going back into it. And then the end of it, I remembered one guy got addicted to flatlining and he just ended up doing it himself so he could just like stay there. You know what I mean? Right. And that is not this movie at all. <laughs> <laughs> so when I rewatched it, I'm like, oh, crap, I hope I didn't pick a bad movie and we don't have anything to talk about. So, uh. So hopefully we can stir up some conversation with this thing. Yeah, I mean you weren't. Yeah, I mean you're kind of far, kind of off. But I mean, in a sense, it's kind of what it is. I mean, he doesn't get yeah. addicted to flatlining, but he's like, 
Oh, no, you know, he actually doesn't even really enjoy it. He's just like, I need to get to the truth. Yeah. What's interesting is that this and Altered States have kind of a lot in common. Mm -hmm. Both are scientists trying to get closer to a truth. One of them being uh, consciousness. What is it? Who are we? Um, Can we access past memories uh, instincts and this one's like okay well what's what's after death let's right. flatline for a couple minutes and we're pronounced dead let's see if there's anything there mm-hmm. and then um, just sort of both movies deal with the repercussions of that of course there has to be it's not a smooth sail mm-hmm. and um, I just thought it was interesting of course we take two films and not really knowing <laughs> what exactly they were and they have a lot in common i think that's really cool that's true i like, didn't even think about that they are pretty similar in that aspect so at least there's that oh um, yeah. <laughs> but you said you were super fascinated with death and a lot of the movies that you try to create are around death so can you elaborate on that just so i can get a better understanding yeah i mean uh, with like and you're saying like maybe like why do I do that or yeah 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 like what's what's so fascinating about death because I'm are you religious yes you are okay I we're still relatively not familiar with each other so there's things right, we right. don't know about each other so <laughs> um but I'm not I'm mm-hmm. I'm a, uh, a I hate calling myself an atheist because saying you're an atheist is basically saying I denounce religion and i do for myself but i don't for other people interesting like other people can be religious and i'm fine with it like go be religious to your heart's content it's just Mm -hmm. that's not for me um so i hate saying atheist but essentially that's what i am well no judgment for me i i will (laughs) not i will not scold you for that whatsoever (laughs) i didn't expect that from you i appreciate it (laughs) on the pod bro (laughs) Really? We're two episodes in and we're, we're already cutting it short. Um, so yeah, what's your fascination with death? Um, I mean, it's just one of those topics that no one really enjoys talking about. Um, it's one I don't really like talking about. Honestly, mm-hmm. I don't even like making films about it. It just has happened quite a few times. Yeah, you kind of um, just go there by instinct. Exactly. And I think part of it has to do with like, you know, I did grow up Christian. um, And so, you know, you're taught about, you know, heaven and an afterlife. Mm -hmm. Um, But as I've gotten older, um, you know, I start to quite, I've questioned a lot of those beliefs and, and, and just the religion in general. And it, sort of came to a point where I'm like, okay, this could exist um, an afterlife, but what if it doesn't? <laughs> and so mm-hmm. a lot of my fascination with it is kind of battling internally with, okay, there is an afterlife or maybe there isn't. And how can I accept it either way and make it um, palatable for myself, I guess. Yeah, um, that makes sense. How uh, how it can make sense for you, but you could always be those uh, better safe than sorry kind of people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and so like, you know, making films about death, I can kind of 
express my anxieties about it. And I think another thing too, making death a taboo thing, I think it's almost kind of hurt us. I think it's worse for us as people because it's just it's just a natural part of life. And I think the more I think we have discussions about it, I don't know. No, I get what you're saying. It's kind of like, uh, like if we try to keep sex and drugs from kids, they're gonna, mm-hmm. you know, they don't develop properly and they don't have a good relationship with those things. So when they get older, they don't know how to deal with it. So the same thing with yeah. death. If you don't have a good relationship with the idea of death, you're not going to be able to handle it properly. That's basically what I'm saying. Yeah. And yeah. it's not like, oh, we should give children, you know, drugs, but no, but don't <laughs> but shelter no, them either. Right. I think, I think it's good. I mean, obviously there's things, to, you know, age appropriate topics, but mm. I think at the same time, like it's unfortunate how much we try to like ignore it when it's just, sorry, but it's, it's just the fact of the matter. It, it's going to happen. Yeah. It's uh, in- inevitable. <laughs> so, and so it's one of those things where I'm like, I hate talking about it and thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But it's just sort of for myself to just be like, I need to be comfortable with it. As right. much as it sucks, I need to be comfortable with it. I guess my whole thing with it is uh, I have ADHD and mm-hmm. uh, we talked about this briefly and I get hyper focused on things. Yeah. So if I start to thinking about death too much, I'm going to get so like obsessed with it and there's not going to be any way for me to find out except the one obvious way. And I just don't want to go down that road. So it's not something I think about pretty, you know, intensely. (laughs) It's like, it's one of those, I know it's going to happen. It'll happen when it happens. I can't think about it too much. So (laughs) For sure, man. For sure. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of how I am. Like I said, I don't like thinking about it too much. I've made Mm -hmm. a few things on it and I'm sort of like, I'm going to really try not to do it anymore. I think I get it. (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. I'm like, e, kind of afraid of it, but, um, I'm kind of the same way with like the descent into madness kind of storyline. Like I always write these stories and it always ends up with the person like losing their mind. I don't know why I'm so fascinated with it. So I completely get your line of thinking with (laughs) why you keep going there. It's just like that just naturally drawn to it. And it's interesting to think like, why am I naturally drawn to that? You know, like why Mm -hmm. do you like stories about people going mad? I think it's one of my biggest fears, like losing your mind. And mm. I talked about it to my uh, therapist. She's like, just don't do drugs. You're past the point of losing your mind. So you don't have anything to worry about. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. but there's always that one time she's like, you'll never <laughs> see it coming. And I'm like, that's what's terrifying. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, this movie I guess we can get back to it. So these college students, they take it upon themselves to flatline to see what's on the other side. And when they do, they bring shit back. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, of course. Yeah, I think um, uh, Keith Kiefer Sutherland's character, he sees, uh, isn't, isn't it a dog? Isn't that the first thing he sees? Yeah, it's him running in the field with a couple of what looks like to be his friends and a dog is there and a kid climbs up a tree and you know, it kind of goes from there. And then when he gets back into the, once he comes back from the dead, uh, 
This little kid kicks his fucking ass. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. That's the one part of this movie that I'm like, that 90s it's pretty goofy, silly. Dude. It's yeah. kind of silly. Like watching a nine year old beat up a grown ass man. <laughs> oh, well, and especially when he's like spitting a loogie into his face and he's just like, oh my no! God. It's like, that, right. that, that was probably the scariest part of this whole fucking movie. If anyone spits into my mouth, we're going to fight. I don't care how yeah, old yeah. you are. <laughs> oh, well, that element I thought was, um, it was so cheesy, but I think it was kind of interesting. The fact that each character had something they had seen in the afterlife um, and it's sort of manifesting into the, into the, into their physical world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like how each character had their own thing. Like one of them was, you know, he was very lustful and uh, did some, did some things with women without them knowing. And it was kind of yeah. a sleaze ball. Um, right. Someone thought they were responsible for the death of their father. Um, it was, it was interesting at sort of the point of the film was, you know, the character says like, you know, atonement and, 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 and making things right that you had, that were, I don't know, choices that you hadn't made that caused harm to someone and making that right again. Right. Uh, so now I'm just thinking about this. Like, is this something they would have had to battle had they have died? I'm curious. Like their, uh, their purgatory, I guess. Because they came back, so it brought it back. But I'm curious how it would have, how they would have had to deal with it had they not come back. You know what I'm trying to say? Right. I'm trying to wrap my head around that. Um, (laughs) But yeah, this is basically their sins, like uh, their quote unquote personal sins, things that they are regretful for, that they hold on to, and, you know. Things that they feel that they have to take care of before they can move on to the other side, whatever that may be. Yeah, I know you've you've got my brain going about what if they would they still have to battle this to get yeah, yeah, yeah. to well, where they need to go? Or it just popped into my head. I was just thinking about it. Like, well, what if what would have happened if they didn't come back? Like, <laughs> would they just be stuck in? Yeah, like would they just be stuck in like a purgatory? I mean, it doesn't really. Hmm. No, because Kiefer, like, I remembered this movie as Kiefer Sutherland's character, like, being obsessed with this, um, this dreamlike state and wanting to, like, see it through. And he stayed there and he died. Like, this is my memory of it. Yeah. But that obviously didn't happen, which that's the thing I have a problem I have with, like, 90s movies is they never, some of them never wanted to go there. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were so scared. And I'm just like, that's the one thing I have about 90s movies. Is some of them did go there. And mm-hmm. it was like, have you ever seen, uh, we did it on the podcast, uh, Jacob's Ladder? Yes. Oh my God. So good. And it's it just well, like, that's great. it just went there. And it's like, fuck. And it fucks you up. And I kind of wish this movie would have done the same thing. Like, let Kiefer Sutherland, like, you know, stay there. Right. Because I mean... There is like an extended extended sequence towards the end, mm-hmm. but it would have been cool to maybe see them explore that part of um, the afterlife a little bit. I think that right. would have been that would have been really cool. But I, I think for me personally, they do enough with it 
where mm-hmm. I'm not like, oh, I wanted to see more of that because they sort of there's a lot of like flashbacks or that it just like manifesting, um, like especially with uh, Julie Roberts. I, I thought her character in her situation was the most like compelling. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's a good bit of emotion in her situation that I thought was pretty well realized and um like with her father drug use and coming back from the war um yeah i don't know what i'm trying to say <laughs> no there's definitely uh there's definitely something there because that is something that uh people have to deal with i think regularly not drug use or anything but just like parental stuff that they hold on to throughout their life and they feel like it's their fault so i think that's the most relatable one because keith sutherland like i don't think a lot of people know what it's like to be a bully um Mm -hmm. william baldwin was like a sleazebag i don't think we have you know a connection with him yeah and then kevin bacon he was obviously a bully too so julie roberts i think is the most like relatable one right i mean what you're saying like I, i i can remember a time in my life where i'm like oh was i responsible for like this and mm-hmm. if i didn't do that thing or respond in that way could that have like changed the course of that thing um, yeah so it was kind of interesting to have a character like that because that's the character i felt the most like connection to mm-hmm. um so like while it did have a lot of like cheesy horror shit um and, and thankfully not a whole lot which i'm sure that the, the reboot or the remake yeah. had. I'm sure that one was filled with <laughs> shit like that. And that's that what I heard. Is, it ah. just went, did too much. And then, and that's what I was uh, appreciative of this one. It was like sprinkled in just enough to like freak the characters out and to freak you out. It didn't like go too much into the horror. Right. And then, but, and it still has time to like raise questions, you know, things that would you know we'd wonder all the time like what is on the other side and mm-hmm. then you know while also being like we all have shit that we've done it would probably be good to like make peace with those people we've heard before you know our time's mm-hmm. up and so there's a bit of a lesson there to learn be learned that's what i was going to say too because i think it really makes you introspect yourself you start mm-hmm. thinking about the things you've done in your life and the things that would maybe haunt you before you pass over kind of thing. So yeah, I like movies that do that, that make you think about your own life and that just kind of sit with you. And this one definitely did for me. I agree. I mean, one of the characters is like, you know, I think it was before, is it Kiefer or Keither? I can't remember. Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> with an F, right? Yeah. Kiefer. Yeah, Kiefer. Kiefer. Like the, uh, like that drink. Yeah. Like Kiefer. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah um he's about to flatline again for the last time and julia Ro- julia roberts right mm-hmm. okay i have the cast pulled up so got it okay cool you, you can good? confirm it when i say it yeah. you can just like uh dude no yeah. um when she's like because i'm the absolute worst with names so i even on the uh regular war with cinema i have the cast pulled up just so i can reference it because i'm that bad with names so I, I usually do way too. better than i am i'm putting the trust into you right now <laughs> But she's like, you know, like nothing matters, dude. We, you don't have to go through with it again. And he's like, everything matters. Every choice that you make matters. And I just think that's that holds a lot of weight, and that's very, very true. It's it's nice when a like a film like this can be disguised as like a, a good life lesson. 
Mm. And not necessarily like shoved down your throat, but just, I don't know, gets you thinking after the credits roll. Yeah, definitely. It's your actions have consequences. And uh, I said this before, I've posted about it, like on Facebook or whatever. I'm like, the things you say to people matter. Like, if you go into work one day, the thing you say to a person can either make their day great or make their day awful, you know? Yeah. And just words alone hold that much weight. So make sure you're not being too destructive with other people. And yeah. Yeah. And everything has a domino effect too. I don't remember mm-hmm. where I learned this, but just like, you know, you could say something to someone that hurts their feelings and chances are they're going to be in a shitty mood. They might say something that hurts someone else or they're just their mood alone might affect someone else. And it's going to, just something you do to one person could have effect on a lot of people. And knowing that, like, it's not something that should make you like walking on eggshells. But it should just make you think before you, I don't know, think before you say something mean or say something critical or put someone down. Mm -hmm. I always, uh, I always like those things at Starbucks, the pay it forward thing. Um, Oh, yeah. I feel like people should do that in life. Like, say something good or positive about somebody, and they'll feel so good that they'll do it to somebody else. It's like, it's what you're saying, but in reverse, a positive of it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that should be practiced a lot more, because I try to do that with myself. I grew up with, like, anger issues and Mm -hmm. didn't care who I hurt kind of thing. But the older I get, I realized how I'm affecting people that shouldn't be affected. Yeah. And uh Absolutely. I try to be a lot better than that. But uh well listeners if if you're whoever whoever's listening to this hey. um pay it forward, give someone a compliment. Make someone's yeah. day. <laughs> Definitely. 100%. Um I think the only thing I didn't really care about this movie was uh Kevin Bacon is the atheist of the group. Yeah. And he doesn't believe anything. He says everything that they're saying is BS, is mm-hmm. whatever, it's this and that. And then he goes under, and um, all of a sudden, he believes in everything, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's just sort of like a convenient, of course. There's no, like, he doesn't really battle with the fact that, I mean, I can't remember. Does he sort of, like, doubt whether or not what he experienced was actually... An experience or with it was just like a dream or something. I think he says something about that. He from what I understand, he felt it was real. And mm-hmm. but he was the quickest to come to a resolution because his character bullied a little girl when he was younger. Yeah. And uh that girl comes back and by the by the way, she has one of the best monologues insult book that I've ever seen in a movie. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> well, on that subway, this girl, little yeah. girl goes ham on him. I was like, oh my God, are you old enough to say these things? <laughs> that was a great, great scene, honestly. It was. I loved it a lot. And he's like, this was the girl that I picked on in school. Let me go to the, you know, the girl that is now a woman apologize to her so I can make my peace with it. Like he was the quickest to come to that resolution. Right. And it felt very like, what? How do you? And then they're sort of like, yeah, we need to do this in order to uh, get rid of these, these, uh, these sins of ours. It was sort mm-hmm. of like a very 
quick, cutesy, tied up bow. I don't know. <laughs> it felt like, um, it's like, I don't know, too convenient. Like, of course, that's what you have to do. And, and how did you come to that so quickly? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I just didn't like how the, I think it was Kiefer Sutherland was under and he's like, what do you want from us, God? And it's like, weren't you an atheist like yesterday? <laughs> I don't know. It's just a little right. too quick for me, but for you know. sure. I get that. But I don't know how I would be if I seen my sins come and haunt me. So <laughs> I th- I think, yeah, I mean, that would be pretty uh, life changing. That would change my perspective for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I might see God. <laughs> um, But yeah, like I know we're just talking, we usually just talk about the, uh, the plots and the undertones of the movie, but can I just say how awesome Kiefer Sutherland is in this movie? Like I loved him in this movie. Dude, for sure. (laughs) He was so good. Yeah. I haven't seen him in, oh, I I can't even think of in the movies I've seen him in, but yeah, he was, he was great in this. Uh, the, um. God damn it, I can't think of the name of it. People have been talking about it a lot lately because uh, it's getting a new release. I don't know, uh, the vampire movie. Uh, Morbius? <laughs> no, not Morbius. Vampire movie? Yeah, he was in a vampire movie around this time. Uh, oh, 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 oh. Lost, uh, Boys. Lost Boys. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's really good on that, too. That's one I haven't seen yet. You haven't seen Lost Boys? I'm behind on so many of the classics, dude. I don't even want to. I don't even want to begin. I, mean, I wouldn't even call. I wouldn't call it a classic. I would call it like I a think cult, it is a cult, a movie? cult classic. Sure, that yeah. works. But uh, it's pretty good. You should check it out. It's one my mom's been like telling me to watch for like over a decade. So I believe your it. mom. <laughs> oh yeah, she's she was super into that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's definitely worth it checking out. Um, but yeah, I loved him in this movie. I think he was absolutely fantastic and carried the movie on his back because Kevin Bacon is fine mm-hmm. and uh, William Baldwin, you can honestly take him out of the movie and I wouldn't notice him. Yeah, he was movie. probably my... I mean, he, he had a lot of the very corny, like cliche lines of dialogue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't remember them exactly, but he was just... I don't know. He was like the 90s comic relief. Yes. <laughs> like, um, did that just happen? Right. Like, yeah. And then uh, Julie Roberts. I'm not a huge fan of Julie Roberts. I don't know how you feel about her. It's just a personal thing really. of mine that I've like, I'm not the biggest fan of hers. Like, she's fine if she's in a movie, but I'm not going to seek a movie out because she's in it. No, she didn't like stand out really to me. I thought everyone did a did a fine job. I wasn't too enthralled by anyone in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. There wasn't a whole lot that I didn't not like in this. It's oh yeah, I didn't I didn't love it as much as I remember loving it. And uh, I think it was like Kevin Bacon's like turnaround. Um, I do like the message it sends mm-hmm. about dealing like being a better person and not leaving earth with all these uh things on your back i did like that stuff like i do like the movie but i didn't love it as much as i remembered loving it yeah i think for me it it just it falls in a lot of just the cliche this has to happen because it's a 
movie. It's a three act structured, very mm-hmm. traditional storytelling. So there's not like a whole lot of room for like, oh, it has to have the, you know, the climatic, you know, the turn, you know, the point of no return and this and that. And so like, there's not a whole lot it can really do to like, really, I don't know. Wow. Me mm-hmm. as much as I liked it. It's very yeah. like, okay, that was, that, that it's makes like, sense. Right. It's like you said, keep for Sutherland. It would have been so much better if he would have just stayed dead, I guess. <laughs> that was the the one thing I didn't like too is like bringing him back at the very end. It's like, uh, why do we have to put such a bow on it? Like, just leave him dead. Like, let them pay for their consequences because he went off the rails. Right. And it could kind of say something about, you know, obsessing over the truth and um, maybe some things are just best left to just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't say don't look for the truth or discovery, but there will be consequences more than just what they show here. Like, that mm. would have been interesting if they just let him die for sure. Right. And I think that's like the memory I have of the movie I had, like I've been like locked into that and I can't let that go. Like oh, okay, him being so obsessed with what's on the other side that he has the consequence of losing his life for the other side. And mm-hmm. that's just not this movie. It is not. Maybe it's the twenty next one we do. Maybe it's we do the twenty seventeen remake. How's that? Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm down, but I don't think we'll have a good time. No, probably not. <laughs> um. Damn, yeah, vis- like you said, visually it is great, though. I do love the visuals in this movie. A lot of people give it shit, but nineteen eighty seven visually stunning movie. Oh, is this eighty seven? Yeah. Oh, no. oh, 1990. I'm sorry. That's okay. I mean, that's close enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't this guy do uh, one of the Batman movies? Yes. Uh, Joel Schumacher. Are you not familiar with his work? <laughs> I, look, I really haven't seen any of his stuff, actually. Okay. Rest in um, peace, Joel Schumacher, because yeah. he has done some great movies. Um, One of his, he actually did The Lost Boys, which is funny. Oh. I, so there's that. Got it. Okay, you did Batman and Robin, Batman Forever. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah. He also did this movie called Falling Down, which is an, the oh. quintessential Descent to Madness movie. Yeah, I've been wanting to watch that one. It is so good, and you need to check it out. Like, put it on after this podcast, because it's that good. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I'm, I might have to do that. I've been really wanting to watch that. Yeah, Michael Douglas just snaps. <laughs> oh, I'm already in. Yeah. But yeah, he did the Batman movies, but he's kind of the butt end of the jokes of them, but that's more of a studio thing than him. Oh, okay. Yeah, so see, they he, don't have many good ratings at all. Right. Uh, and then he did the number 23 with Jim Carrey, which I did not like at all. Okay. I haven't seen that one. Uh, yeah, I would say it's a pretty good uh, filmography. Pretty interesting, mm-hmm. at least. Yeah. Yeah, back in the 90s, he was the 80s, 90s. He couldn't miss. But yeah, I definitely recommend falling down and checking out the boys as well. The Lost Boys. I'm going to have to do that. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if I have... Sorry, were you going to say something else about the film? I don't know if I could um, go Not too much more. I didn't think we'd have a lot to talk about this one, but... Uh, um, trying to think. I don't think. I think we covered most of it. 
because uh it's not super in-depth like once they get past the uh seeing their sins on the other side and then rectifying them that's like the mm-hmm. whole movie kind of yeah i'm struggling to uh yeah, that's why I was like worried about doing this movie. I was like, God, there's not a whole lot here. Not like, <laughs> not like uh, Altered States, which we could pick that one apart for days. No, but I think like this still has something like a, a really good theme or um, just underlying message that we could talk about. But yeah, I'm having a hard time thinking of other things that I really wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, sorry, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Uh, you're all good i guess that's uh i guess that's all we have for flatline so but you know we just flatlined yeah we did just flatline (laughs) i don't know i guess we're just there's not a whole lot to going into death when it comes to death because for me being an atheist i am a person of your body is energy when you pass away you pass on your energy to the rest of the world um i Mm. think we as humans are very narcissistic and we like to think there's something on the other side, but me personally, I don't think there's anything there. You think that's mostly just like a a cope coping mechanism? I mean, maybe, but you could say religion is a coping mechanism as well. It makes people feel comfortable that there is something else on the other side. So, yeah. Um, But I mean, it's very, you know, like I said on the last podcast, nihilistic of me, but you know, there's there's just nothing there for me. And I mean, it's sad, yeah. but I just like to think that this life continues after is just a pipe dream. That's fair. You know? It's like, well, I would love for this life to continue. I don't want this life to ever end, but unfortunately it is going to come to an end one day. And that's why I try to enjoy it as much as I can doing the things that I love. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's completely fair. I mean, like I said, even I, I I struggle with what I believe. Um, Mm -hmm. But I also think that too leads to like, I don't know. I like to research things. I like to think, you know, I like to think about what could be what, you know, and I don't know. It just, it's just, I like hearing different point of views like, like yours. Um, Cause I think everyone's point of view, you know, for the most part depends on the topic is, is, is important. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, man. Um, no, I don't think people should be as dismissive as me. I think you guys should, like everybody that does believe in, in, in religion and afterlife should definitely keep talking about it and everything. Like, I do find it super interesting. Like I like listening to that stuff. I like, I like hearing about what people think because I, even though I don't believe it, I still admire the belief that people have in it. Right. Yeah. But I'm just like, I don't know. But you do, hate- do you believe like we have like a like a soul or there's some like you said energy so I mean that kind of that kind of counts as like a, a you know quote unquote soul I feel like yeah um I can go with the whole like oh uh, white girl um spirituality thing <laughs> <laughs> but no I I just think our chemical makeup just 
for some reason gives us a a, a sense of awareness Mm -hmm. and that's cool and everything but i i think it's all narcissism to think we're so special Mm. but i i don't know i just a soul is very reaching for sure i was just more sort of comparing it with like yeah yeah i guess the energy part of it because i i i too feel like well because there is something that keeps us going there's something we're like a battery (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah and there's exactly. something powering this body of mind so there is some sense of energy there and the energy is gonna die out one day but it has to go somewhere and i feel like it's gonna re-energize and like when a when a star explodes all its energy goes everywhere yeah i mean i'm i'm not yeah i kind of i kind of feel that as well mm-hmm. i think there's just like a lot of what I think I find interesting too is, you know, what are, what are your thoughts on like spirits and ghosts and stuff? I want to believe. You want to believe? Okay, okay. I want to believe, but my heart of hearts, I can't. <laughs> like yeah. whenever my cat is like looking into the corner of a room <laughs> and it's like meowing and I was, I want to be like, God, what's there? But in my heart of hearts, I'm like, I know there's nothing there or there's like, something their eyes can pick up that mine can't. Right. It doesn't go to ghosts or spirits. Like, I want to believe. I want so bad to go on a ghost trip and be scared, but I'm just Mm -hmm. way too logical for it. And honestly, I don't like that about myself. Like, I would love to believe in that stuff. My logical brain just takes over. I guess with you, it'd be like something that, yeah, you have to have firsthand experience with in order to to really believe it. It sounds like, which I mean, is you've had firsthand experience? No, um, not me personally, but I like my, I know my grandma, mm-hmm. um, she just was talking to me about it actually a couple of weeks ago. Um, uh, when her husband passed away, she, she and my uncle who isn't like a super religious person, both he and I, we, um, grew up Christians with, you know, our family it was just, just the way it was. Um, and one day they were at home and both of them had heard uh her husband and his dad say his name like hey nick let's go like that's my uncle's name um and my grandma heard it and my uncle came running into my grandma's room saying like did you hear that too like they both heard his dad say his name and like I said, he's not a super religious person, um, but it, and there's been multiple experiences with, with uh, my grandpa. And I just think like, I don't know. It's interesting how, you know, part of me is like, oh, is it just the brain? Uh, but like, on how can you explain I, that? <laughs> you know? On that note, I will say I do feel humans share energy Mm -hmm. in some weird way um like kind of like what you were saying like two people experience the same thing yeah it's kind of it happens so much it can't be like coincidence like um when uh scientists come up with the same idea at the same time it's Mm -hmm. like they're somehow sharing the same energy and that's one thing that i've kind of like i've always like 
I don't know, played around with in my head. Like whenever you're meeting somebody new and you have that click, you know, that chemistry. Yeah. It's just like in that brief moment, you're sharing this energy. And, and I always found that so fascinating and I don't know what that is. I know it's one of those things that are, um, it's just invisible and I, mm -hmm. I don't ever, uh, ever understand it. Um, Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if it's a soul, like two souls being intertwined or whatever, or what, why the energy gets connected, but it is something that I have noticed throughout my life. Like just people have this connection, these connections with each other and it's super fascinating to me. Yeah. I think there's a, a lot we don't know. I think we all are on some sort of wavelength that we just can't see, (laughs) but it's there personally, I think. And, um, yeah, like two people experiencing something like that. I, you know, part of me wants to be a skeptic too, but I've just been sort of accepting of a lot of different things. I'm like, well, why not? Like, why can't that happen? Why can't, maybe it's some sort of like energy that's hasn't left. It's just sort of lingering. Um, you know, sound is, is, is energy. Like, I don't know, man, there's just some weird shit that happens in this world. Mm -hmm. And, um, which is really exciting for me because I, I love like any, anything like unexplained mysteries or cryptids. Like I'm so into that shit. So like, so naturally, you know, the sort of collective consciousness or the, spirit world i'm like that's just let's just toy around let's let's toy around with that idea for a while why not definitely it is definitely worth exploring because there is something there and i've always i've always kind of talked about this in my private life is i was like i feel like people are on different kind of wavelengths and when you meet somebody that you connect with it's because you shared like the same wavelengths and i don't know and yeah um but what you were talking on before about like I always brush things off as a coincidences, but it's hard to ignore. But like my grandmother passing away uh, Mm -hmm. a couple years after my wife and I got together and, you know, my wife and I kind of like struggled financially and everything, but you know, we managed to make it by, but whenever my grandmother passed away, it just kind of seemed like things were working out unexplainably. Yeah. And I would just brush it off as coincidence, but it's kind of like, Sometimes I do think, like, was was there something going on? Is there, like, an afterlife or her energy helping me through these things? Or is it just coincidence? You know, it's hard to to explain. Yeah, and once you have that sort of thought planted, it's, like, so hard to just, I don't know, to think just completely one way. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Um, Yeah, like, she passed away. We got better jobs. We got better cars. Like, we got a better place to live. And it was kind of just, we were struggling for so long. And then her passing away, things started to work out. And I'm just like, that's weird. That is, yeah. (laughs) So that's one thing that's kind of always stuck with me. And I think, like, as someone who, you know, like you said, you don't really believe in anything like that I think that's probably must be very interesting to to wrestle with, I guess. Um, it, it is because 
as an atheist, you want to dismiss things as coincidences and then things happen and it makes you question, you know, mm-hmm. your beliefs, I guess. Yeah. But I don't know. It does make you wonder. So, so because I don't, I can't go full force being like, oh, I'm religious now because that's just not how I feel in my heart of hearts. Right. But that energy is hard to, to ignore. Those, those coincidences are too coincidental to ignore. Yeah. And if it's like, if it's, you know, a spiritual thing or not, I mean, I think it's still something to like pay attention to. And especially since Mm -hmm. you've experienced these things and you also thought yourself like, that's a little, that's a little too perfect timing to just be coincidence. I think, I think it's cool that you are also like aware of these things um, and not just, yeah, fuck it, whatever. Doesn't mean anything. I mean, when I was younger, I was, I would dismiss it, but then you do get these moments in your life and it's so hard to ignore (laughs) no matter how like, atheist or non-religious you are you just like it's hard to explain these things it's like well why did that work out eh just coincidence it's like right "Mm -hmm." (laughs) (laughs) luck meets hard work (laughs) right (laughs) science must be able to explain it yeah right yeah science can't can't explain anything and I'll uh I'll just test to that right (laughs) (laughs) but yeah when it comes to the afterlife i I can't think too much into it though. Like I really like, I'm not trying to be a Debbie downer. This is just how no, I personally don't, don't, feel yeah, that it's just, it lights out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm I mean, fine that's... with that though. Like I'm comfortable with that. It, it does suck though, because you won't be able to experience things anymore. And yeah, these days people are so on this nostalgia trip. Lately, experiencing things from the childhood and whatever floats your boat. But I love experiencing new things, like watching new movies that get me excited, listening to new music that I've never heard before. Like, that's the shit that gets me excited. And I know there's going to be a time when I can't experience that anymore. And that's the part that really, really brings me down. Fucking A, yeah. <laughs> like, the day I pass away, like, somebody's going to come out with this amazing song that I would fucking love the next day. <laughs> yeah. But then again, you wouldn't even know. So yeah. I guess there there is a, uh, a pro and a con to it. <laughs> <laughs> there is. Yeah, what you don't know. <laughs> Won't kill you because you'll already be dead. Right. But, uh. But as a part of death that I do struggle with, it's like, God, this all shit's going to come to an end one day, and I don't want it to. Like, I want to live on forever to experience everybody's creativity because I'm obsessed with, like, just, I'm obsessed with creativity, whether it be mm-hmm. paintings, movies, music. I love it all, and I love that. And that's the one thing I love about humanity is that's the yes. one thing we have separate from animals is our creativity. And that's Absolutely. one thing AI is not going to take from us, goddammit. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm getting on a pedestal, but <laughs> all this to say down with the AI. Down with the AI. No, everyone's like so scared of AI, but the one thing that I keep saying is like AI can only replicate what we have done in the past. It can't create something new. And that's yeah, why yeah. AI won't be able to get rid of us because it can only regurgitate. It can't create new things. 
so far. So far. You think? <laughs> you think AI I, is going to be so advanced that it can create new things? Oh my God, that's no, kind of scary. No, I don't think so because, I mean, it's going to be, it's based off of what we give it. I mean, exactly. you know, that's, you know, this is off topic, but sort of on topic. But, you know, with like the AI art, it's like, mm-hmm. this isn't original. It is in a sense that it's creating a new piece, yeah. but only because we've given it millions of images um, to learn off of. And without right. that, it doesn't exist. It needs us. And some people could argue that our the art that we're creating is just from our past experiences. But I feel like, I don't know, I think we have something special as humans that AI can't reproduce. I mean, when it comes to AI art especially, I mean, don't get me wrong, this stuff's cool. Mm-hmm. But even when I'm creating this stuff, I don't feel anything from it. I, right. I, I'm like, that's cool. And that's it. Like I, so that you're definitely right. There's, there's no soul in this AI generated stuff because that's, a human had no, t- there's no human touch. You put in some words and the computer's like, there you go. That is a perfect way of saying it. There is no soul in it. Um, like my background on my computer is a uh, Jean Michel Basquiat is yeah. a, famous skull painting and this is the longest i've left up a background like this because when i see it i feel something like there's something there like i have this connection with jean michel when i see this painting i never get that from the ai art we do no (laughs) never once did i have that same connection yeah I I'm with you there, dude. Yeah. So, so I AI, they have nothing on us. <laughs> I don't know why this turned into an AI hate <laughs> podcast, but it just kind of went there. The NFT dudes are going to be furious. <laughs> they can be mad all they want. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, shit. But uh, I'm trying to remember where we were before the AI thing. Oh, I just, I was on a rant about, um, Shit, usually I'm good about backtracking, but I went way too far off the AI. We went pretty deep into that. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I don't have much more to say about the afterlife and everything. I'm kind of, I think I'm kind of tapped on that. Is there anything you wanted to mention Um, about it? No, I don't think so. I. All I can say is that there is something. Yeah. And what in whatever form you want to see that as, and and Flatliners was a cool movie. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely it's definitely worth a watch, and I it definitely so, gets you thinking about yourself and your own beliefs and everything. It's I love those movies that just love you, let you sit there and think about your own self and how you fit into the world. Yeah, a movie that isn't just like turn off your brain and fart <laughs> and watch the film, you know. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like what Nick gave me next on the podcast, but anyway. oh yeah, what what is that? <laughs> oh, uh, money talks, money talks. Charlie Sheen and um, oh my god, I can't think of his fucking name. Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker. <laughs> yeah. Money talks. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just to turn off your brain, just have fun with it. Nineties buddy cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Movie. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. I no, just not at all. I just love a movie that kind of lets me sit with it for a minute. 
But uh, like we were taught, I was talking before the podcast, we're kind of going to give each other recommendations for what we're going to do next. This was my yes. pick. Did you have something already set up? For um, next? I did not, but um, I could probably come up with something in the next 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no pressure. I was just curious. No, yeah, I hadn't had any ideas yet, but I think hmm. <laughs> we, I, we can come up with that at the end. We can yeah, you can, you can uh, sit on it for a while. But, uh, yeah. Oh, we do the rating system on this one. Oh, that's so, right. What do you rate Flyliners? Um, you know, I'm actually going to go back to my one to five, because that's what I'm most comfortable with. If you don't okay. mind. No. Um, Hard enough to give it like a four, but that seems really high. <laughs> I think it just it, it like resonated with me more than I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that makes me happy at least. At least you didn't hate it. Yeah, that would have been pretty disappointing. Right. Um, I don't know. It's like it's really simple in execution, but I love the ideas behind it. It's it's creative. There's personality to it. Um. And it's just like a solid, spooky, make you think type of film. Um, yeah, dude, I honestly might have to go four. Like four? high three and a half to four. High three and a half to four. Yeah, I was thinking like a six or a seven. I'll do a 6.5. There you go. Because I, I like the one through 10. I want to take Nick's Thunder as much as I can. <laughs> Yeah, 6.5 for me. And it's pretty much the same. I mean, not really, but... In a way. In a way. But yeah, that's... 6.5 feels right, because it's better than average. But it's not a movie I want to revisit on a regular. But it does have a lot of personality, like you said. It'd be a good one to, like, I don't know, maybe just recommend. Yeah, like, uh, somebody that hasn't seen it, be like, you haven't seen Flatliners? Oh, it's a classic. It's a stone-cold classic. It's like a 6.5. It's a yeah, right. <laughs> um, oh, I just saw the IMDb rating is 6.5, so I'm right oh, on the it? money. Hey, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah, um, I, might, I might need a second to figure out uh, the next film. Yeah, the uh, I already have the one lined up after, which is going to be the uh, Waking Life. Oh, sweet. Yes. Yeah. So after the one you choose, we're going to do Waking Life because I've been wanting to revisit that, but it's not a war with cinema movie. <laughs> okay. Right. So it's not one that I wanted to do. One. Yeah. It's not that he can't handle it. It's just, it's not. It wouldn't be an interesting topic for me and him to talk about. Okay. Because he'd be like, dreams are stupid. Like, <laughs> who gives a fuck about dreams? But. <laughs> <laughs> on this one we I can, can totally hear that in his voice <laughs> yeah right we can kind of explore that topic a little bit more yeah. not that Nick's not capable no but, no, no I, I get you your saying <laughs> <laughs> well I'll try to pick a film that isn't about death or altered states or dreams mm-hmm. that won't be hard to do I'm sure I can find something yeah because originally I wanted this podcast to just talk about like art house movies or indie movies just things that people that kind of get unnoticed, I guess. 
that would be yeah. an interesting conversation to talk about because there's a plethora of them out there. Right. And we'll probably cover films that have similar th- topics to ones we have covered previously. And that's just and that's what I, I was thinking, too. Like, this isn't going to be the last, like, <laughs> life after death movie we're going to talk about. So No, because <laughs> there was one I wanted to watch called uh, After... What's it called? Afterlife? Mm-hmm. This one is about uh, after death, people have just one week to choose only a memory to keep for eternity. And I think, oh, that'd be a good one to watch. But maybe I'll pick that not so close to the other film about death. <laughs> maybe a few weeks <laughs> yeah, later, we'll, we'll revisit. This podcast just turns into movies about death. <laughs> no, you can't do that. <laughs> um, no one will want to listen. Yeah. But the good thing about the movies is they give different perspectives. Like Exactly. Um, yeah, this one's about what's on the other side. That one's about the memory you get to keep. So, which is equally as bummer as a topic to talk about. It is. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of makes me think of uh oh shit, Eternal Sunshine. Oh yes, it's one of my favorite movies, and I can't I just wait watched to do it, it on for the first time. Oh my god, did you? Like last year, I think. Wow, what an amazing movie! It's yeah, it's pretty damn good. I love that movie to death. Like stylistically, acting, subject matter, everything. Charlie Kaufman is a. Have you seen Synecdoche, New York? That's one I. Please. Ooh, that might be a good one to do. Synecdoche. Oh, I've seen it, but. Oh, have you? But it's been a long time. Dude, that movie fucks me up. See, it didn't for me because I was just like kind of young and didn't really get film. <laughs> so it, it is a pretty like out there film. You're like, what am I watching? But when you get older, those sh- that shit starts to hit you in different ways. Mm, that might be a good one to talk about. Oh my god, I am always down to talk about synecdoche and get depressed and <laughs> my life. I'm always down. <laughs> I actually own it too. Let oh. maybe, maybe I I'm I'm leaning towards that, but I might need like a day to confirm it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we did it on War of Cinema, and what oh, I loved, okay. what I loved about that movie is Nick is not the kind of move, kind of guy to watch those kind of movies, mm-hmm. and he still got something out of it. And I was like, wow, oh, nice. this movie is so powerful for so many people. Yeah, he's like, I will never watch this again. But you know, <laughs> it's <laughs> awesome like, when a film like that with with such dense material can like hit home with like just different types of people. Mm-hmm. Well, also different types of uh, different times of your life, because I For watched sure. it probably about five years apart from each other, and it hit me differently each time. Mm. Like every time I watch it, I'm in a different part of my life, so it affects me differently. It's interesting that, I mean, <laughs> it's a different perspective, I guess. Yeah, like the first time I watched it, it was about like uh, my insecurities about my art. Mm-hmm. Because he's an obsessed with his art and it needs to be perfect or else it can't be released. And that's kind of how I was feeling at the time. And then when I watched it for the podcast, it was my relationships with my, with the people that are in my life. Like how the decisions I make really affect other people. So that's the part of it that I really like gravitated towards. And then him, it was uh, his daughter. So like you said, it's just so dense. There's so much there. It's it's pretty interesting too how something like that could like 
you could relate it to different times of your life. That must be, that, that's a powerful film. I don't think yeah. many can do that. <laughs> no, it's very, very standalone in its own little genre of <laughs> fuck you up movies. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, since you already watched that, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll find something else. I'll find something else. Hey, no worries. No pressure. Ooh, do you have a letterbox? Letterbox. I do not have that, but do you know what it is? I do not. <gasps> Buddy. Um, it's a website where you can log movies, review them, follow people, uh, create watch lists, create lists. Um, it's like a little social media film platform. You don't oh, like, really? It's purely just reviews and, and, and creating lists and following people and commenting and but there's also oh, like oh. yeah, but there's also like um you can create lists and I see now that there's like films and then the themes of the films mm-hmm. that go with them. So you can like choose themes and then you can see like movies that are similar. Oh, um, super interesting. I didn't I do remember this. Some people were using it to like log their movies, like this is my mm-hmm. collection. I didn't know it was like more to it than that. Yeah, you should make an account. If you're, oh, I, if, I don't know board. if you're into that sort of thing, but oh, I'm definitely it, making an account. There you go. <laughs> I'll follow you. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll come up with the movies very soon. Okay, no worries. Then, Whenever you decide on something, just let me know, and we'll uh, we'll check it out. Sounds good, man. <laughs> Should we uh, wrap it up? Yeah, it sounds good to me. So, uh, I guess next next episode will be a mystery. So until then. Here, what we can do is, um, Hmm. I was going to say, I could say this, the film is blank. And then you could post edit the name of the film. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I'm way too lazy to do that. That's fine. We don't need to do that. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just leave it a mystery until then. That's, that sounds good to me. All right, man. All right. Well, uh, everyone have a good time. I hope you guys enjoyed our talk about flatliners, but until then later. Goodbye.